Geoengineering Part 2. Blue Canary is back again on Episode 15 of the Teddy Roosevelt Show Friday, July 22nd. Blue, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Teddy. Thank you. We are, I, I don't know, I think it's your star power name recognition in Austin, but the analytics, I just checked across the board before I jumped on here, the analytics for this show are through the roof. So thank you for contributing your knowledge, genius, and brilliance to the most successful episode in Teddy Roosevelt history yesterday. Hasn't even been up for 24 hours. It's got over, almost 100 cumulative downloads across the the platform. So thank you, Blue. I appreciate that, and I'm I'm very encouraged that people are um, seeking the truth and trying to find out answers to what's going on. Um, so I, I I'm very grateful that you give me the time. So I, since we've been off, um, I think we did the podcast about 22 hours ago. I've read a lot last night about this. And again, folks, we're talking about geoengineering. This is not some conspiracy, folks. Go to the Wikipedia page for climate engineering. That's what they're talking about. Um, That's another word. Climate engineering, geoengineering, it is the deliberate and large-scale intervention in the Earth's climate system. This is no conspiracy theory, folks. This has been going on in the United States since the 1940s. We mentioned uh, Blue yesterday, the a guy from General Electric went up and shot dry ice into a cloud um, in the Berkshire Mountains in New Hampshire and made it snow. Well, do you know in China, um, in, in February 2009, winter 2009, they hadn't had any precipitation for four months. So you know what China did, Blue? They blasted iodide sticks over Beijing to artificially induce snowfall. And they blasted iodide sticks over other parts of northern northern China, which was like earlier in the jet stream heading towards Beijing. It ended up snowing for it hadn't snowed for over a hundred days. It snowed for three straight days. Yeah. And led to the yes. closure of twelve roads around Beijing. Wow. Wow. So when, when and, and I know you want to talk about some of the ramifications of and again, there is a report, folks, from nineteen ninety six. I sent you a link blue. Um, from the U.S. Air Force, talking about how this is the most um, impactful thing that the military could do. They go, it's literally on the level of splitting an atom, just what you said, where you think it's the, the biggest thing since since nuclear war. But we're talking about negative ramifications across the board from weather patterns, which impacts agriculture. You know, it could lead to famine, ecosystems for, like, fish and birds, eating the insects, preventing locusts from attacking the the fields, and then some of the stuff you want to talk about, the air quality, human health, food and water security. Um, So we really, yesterday, were talking about modification, weather modification. I've been doing a lot of research, Blue, on cloud um, seeding and the solar geoengineering. Do you have any preference, what you want to start off with, or do you want to have a a little opening statement for the folks out there. Well, I just wanted to mention that, you know, most Americans are removed from the idea. Well, not not all, but most of them are removed from the idea that our government couldn't be anything but a like a benevolent father figure. However, it's becoming apparent to everybody, especially the last um, so many years, that we're witnessing uh, what we're now witnessing in our fragile life time is a world government that's using their policies and their pseudo-science, scientific policies to breed monsters. And that's what it is. These monsters want to control everything. And they're getting funded by our governments. Um, 
and they want to control everything. They want to control every aspect of your life. Um, but I, all I want people to do is to think. Think about what what we're saying and digest the information and do their own homework and do their own research. And we have to start speaking out against this because when you see, okay, like today, there's not a whole lot of the lines in the sky, but if you look off into the horizon, the there's a, you know, a haze, a white, cloudy haze that's over the horizon. That's that was there that that was probably put there last night, you know. And while the trails aren't there anymore, it's still it's the geoengineering. It's what they're doing, and you can see these on radar. You can see these on other uh, images that from the from the weather um, the weather stations. But I saw some I, of those. What do they call it, like microwaves, or they use some sort of imaging technology, and it's, it's just indisputable. Um, the patterns in the sky, like they're square, you know, like they're hatch, like a trisket right. almost, you know what I mean? Right. Like a tic-tac-toe board, but they're so intricate. It's, it's, it's a cloud, like a trisket, like there's no such thing as a square cloud. I don't know if you know, or the rectangle cloud where they do it right on the coasts sometimes. And you just see it right along um, the coast. So it's, it's, right. it's, it's, it's crazy. So to give you an idea, how uh, just one anecdote, maybe two anecdotes real quick, how governments and private companies are using, um, have have used weather modification and and geoengineering. In Oregon in the mid-70s, 74 to 75, Portland General Electric decided they wanted to produce snow for their hydroelectric power dam. Um, What's the name of that big-ass dam up there? Um, It's a huge controversy. Anyways, they use cloud seeding, right? So Oregon already has a reputation, I'm sure you know, Blue, for being very rainy and snowy up in the Hood River area. So it snowed so much from them seeding the clouds. And here's the thing everyone needs to understand. It's not just, uh, I thought with the dry ice, okay, it's a one-time thing, and then it it, 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 it uh, is done. No, when they're spraying aerosols, which is the primary way they're doing this right now in China and, and everywhere around the world, I mean – it's insane, folks, from universities to Bill Gates to every single government. Bulgaria, we'll get into it. People have rocket launchers with sodium iodide to prevent hail. And it, it is happening all over. So, you know, Oregon's already rainy, snowy. Well, the streets started collapsing, and they had mudslides, and people's houses are getting buried with snow and mud. Um, it's causing death because of the overpowering rainfall from seeding the clouds. Gee, and then what happened to the fish um, or the, the, you know, the, the plankton or whatever the, the, you know, the plant matter or little tiny minnows that they eat? Like, it's just the butterfly effect. The butterfly flaps its wings. Everything changes. One other example I want to give you in Alberta, Canada, private companies, insurance companies um, actually pay the city of Alberta to let them seed clouds to prevent hail so they don't have to pay out damages and and claims for hail damage. Imagine that. Right. And and remember, weather control is food control. So if it can, you know, if you can control the weather, you can cause a nation to lose its crops, um, you know, and they can go into scarcity and economic hardship because you're affecting their weather. And, you know, this has been used as – it's weaponized um, in a way that you don't know that anybody's actually declared war on you. You don't know that anybody's, you know, 
we'll just make it rain real hard over here, and we can destroy them. Um, and it's really as simple as that. I mean, they have the technology. They have – you can look through all the patents, and you can see that all of these major uh, countries have all the technology to do this. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and by the way, folks, you're listening to the Teddy Roosevelt Show, Episode 15 – I'm going to have a link to this Air Force report. I encourage anyone who's remotely intrigued to the discussion that we're having with Texas legend, hero, and researcher extraordinaire Blue Canaries is um, to read this Air Force report. And they break down very clearly the military advantages in saying there is nothing short of splitting the atom and dropping a nuke. Um, this is This is just as high risk, high reward, um, insane ramifications. I would say it's worse because we don't know if it's permanent, but from a military perspective, um, like you just said, Blue, causing drought or flooding, um, we, we touched on yesterday. America's already done this in a war in 1970. It was called Operation Popeye. That's correct. And we were, I, I posted the graphic up on the website last night. We were seeding clouds to um, increase the duration of the monsoon season, so they couldn't um, ship supplies or troops down the Ho Chi Minh Trail. I mean... Right. It's it's important to note that when you look up uh, geoengineering or cloud seeding, there uh, most of the articles will say, "Oh, we haven't started to begin this, but we're considering it," Uh, and and that's almost across the board in most of the articles that you find that you know they're still in complete denial that this is even that they even have that they can even do this, but yet it's already been done. And it's just a shame that those things have been left out of history books or history notes or, um, you know, we've we've got the documents now. They've, you know, been released. Um, and, you know, some people have come forward, some brave people have come forward to tell them that this is what has happened. But they're, they're in complete denial that that's happening. And they're breaking down like, all right, here's the operational capabilities matrix. How can impacting and modifying the weather – degrade the enemy and enhance our friendly forces. Imagine storming the beaches at Normandy in World War II in a thick London pea soup fog blue where, where, where you, know, you know, the Nazis who are on the, the, the beaches with binoculars, they can't even see that there's, you know, how many battleships and troops, thousands of people ready to invade. I mean, that would have been Pretty great well, if you could clap your hands and just see the clouds out there and you're, you're, and you're concealing, and vice versa. If someone's, um, you know, you could deny concealment by removing fogs, removing clouds. Let's say you were going to bomb people from the sky and there was low-level clouds. What if you could just clap your hands or do something and all of a sudden the clouds dissipate and you've got a clear target from up above to bomb their bases? Yeah, and perhaps, you know, this this could be even – some of the technology could have came from the German scientists that we brought over um, to work at the Manhattan Project. So this, they could, Germany could have been using this technology, um, and we just, you know, the thing about World War II that a lot of people don't understand is when we brought all of the Germans over with all of their technology and all of their, um, you know, we brought the German doctors, the, the the ones that were doing the medical experiments, and while Nuremberg took place. The U.S. ran the Nuremberg trials. At the same time, simultaneously, we were doing um, the uh, we were doing the experiments on people in Guatemala with the um, 
what is it not syphilis the syphilis experiments and so at the same time we're running the Nuremberg trials and slapping them on the hand and saying don't do this nobody will ever you know do this again we were doing the same thing at the same time in another country i mean this is how absurd that you know things really took place and another one is that um the japanese um we gave amnesty to all the Japanese doctors that were that were found in their medical facilities in their bio labs because we did we did go there and uh, actually Russia captured them they were going to try them but MacArthur went over there and gave them all amnesty and brought them to the United States we gave them amnesty yeah and I mean people have to understand like okay the military has been involved with this forever <laughs> this was happening just in like. Alexandria, Louisiana, in 1948, um, it was it it was it's usually humid in the bayous of of Louisiana swamp. If you ever want swamp ass, drive through Louisiana with the with the windows down. Um, as a guy, there's nothing better um, than swamp ass in the summer. That was sarcastic. So they hadn't had rain. They were in the middle of a drought. So what did the mayor do? They seeded a cloud with dry ice, just like the guy in New Hampshire, and quickly. 0.85 inches of rainfall right. fell. So now, they, then you have France in the 1950s, the next decade, they started seeding clouds to prevent hail damage on their crop. Take it to today, Blue Bulgaria, currently right now, operates a national network of hail protection using silver iodide rocket sites. So they strategically put them in agricultural areas like a valley, like a verdant valley, like the Central Valley in California, Bulgaria, and each rocket site, this is actively happening right now, folks, protects a 10 square kilometer area. So when they see a single hail cloud coming up, like, oh, there's a hail cloud, it's seven to 10 minutes from do, 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 oh, radar spots a hail cloud, doo, 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 doo. they shoot the silver iodide rockets into the cloud, and then it still hails but it breaks it down so they're much smaller hailstones right. so they don't destroy the actual vegetables and then they shoot it that high in the atmosphere that it will melt before reaching the ground level and and, and, and people have to realize like ski resorts use cloud seeding right right every, now every year resorts to induce <laughs> snowfall so insurance companies like i said pay canada there's 11 states Right now, in one Canadian province, Alberta, that have ongoing weather modification programs. Wyoming, in January 2006, had an $8.8 million cloud seeding project to examine the effects on, on snow. So this is happening. Russia has a massive one. In October 2009, the mayor of Moscow promised, quote, a winter without snow after they revealed the Russian Air Force was going to seed the clouds upwind from Moscow to prevent the the snow. So that was right. 15, 16, 14 years ago. So, and what is the justification for these for the Western Hemisphere? Here's the scariest part, and this is why it really – I'm so honored that you came on the show, Blue, because I've been talking, as people know. Um, I dedicated July to, like, educating people on this the, – the, the, just this green new nightmare agenda and how it's totally – um, full of garbage, and it's going to make it cause billions with a B of, of human beings on this planet to suffer, starve to death, and freeze to death. But they're trying to say, oh, yeah, doing all the stratospheric aerosol injection in the clouds, blah, 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 
that's only going to cost, you know, two billion to eight billion dollars. But if we just let the climate go right now without doing all this manipulation, well, that's going to be up to two trillion. So they're trying to pitch these crazy psycho Frankenstein in the sky ideas, Blue, based on the cost savings. Are you freaking kidding me? Right, and and that's that's the scary part because it, it all over the world right now we we've gotten reports and the only reports that we have here because they they do have a uh, gag order on almost everybody from NOAA, NASA, and in the armed forces about talking about the weather manipulation programs that are going on here. So. But we're able to get information that all these other places are doing, and we're just supposed to believe that the U.S. isn't doing it. But one one earlier this spring, um, one part of West Texas had you know hailed the size of soccer balls. <laughs> How does that? You know, maybe they forgot to reduce the size of the hail. But you know, um, it, these things, and they it, the weatherman will call it an anomaly. You know, this is you know this is extreme, but they won't dare tell you or they won't dare go if you tell them that this is being engineered you're you're gone you're you know just like me i I feel like i'm an unperson now you know um going back to the you know soviet russia the people that they were less desirable including like january 6th people what do they do they get rid of you so you can't talk i mean in one just like what happened with COVID. like i read a thing like you know the scientific consensus on climate change or chemtrail conspiracy theories like so the the chemtrail conspiracy theory just for for people who don't know when you see um you know the lines of 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 what clouds or white you know white white clouds following a airplane that's called a contrail which blends the words condensation and trail right um and and there and there you're going to see contrails in the sky anywhere near an airport or anywhere that's a metropolitan area and how long those contrails stay in the sky depends on the temperature, the humidity, and how windy it is. If it's super windy, you're not going to see them there. If it's a clear, sunny, blue sky day, you might see a bunch of them. So chemtrail blends the words chemical and trail. This is They call this a so-called, there's a page on Wikipedia, chemtrail conspiracy theory that they say, oh, this claim has been dismissed by the scientific community. There's no evidence whatsoever that purported chemtrails differ from normal water-based contrails that are routinely left by high-flying aircraft. Right. Oh, by the but, way, um, have you ever heard of crop dusting, folks? Have you ever exactly. heard of and then And then there's all kinds of links to the cloud modification programs. They're like, oh, no, no, this is just silly. This is silly. Oh, by the way, Bulgaria has, like, silver iodide rockets that they shoot into the clouds and, like, blow it up and then the scary 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 thing about all this is the higher altitude it goes so that's the thing if you shoot these aerosols and chemicals and we'll we'll go over the whole list of them it's scary as hell sodium oxide or whatever but you're talking you're going like six to eleven you have to go up into the stratosphere to do do this stuff so you're talking a minimum of 6.8 miles to the stratosphere up to 11 miles but blue, if you shoot the part of, um, the the stuff out, um, the seeding stuff or the solar uh, radiation to bounce back the sun rays, that's those particles could stay up there for several years. Right. Several years. So all you have to do is run one covert mission over the um, 
you know, the uh, Sonoran Desert, if you wanted to uh, cause a drought to, to drain Lake Mead and have every single person in Las Vegas and Phoenix have to move and abandon all their stuff because there's no water, you could create it and you don't have to go back for several years. Right. Well, the, the term condensation trails or contrails, that's the official false narrative. And perhaps to, the, I mean, the greatest deception, I believe, that's ever been um, per- perpetuated on the population of the world. And, and I'll go on and I'll, and I'll explain why I say that. In regards to the, the false like, contrail official narrative, the following facts, they have to be considered. All commercial passenger jets and all military tanker jets are equipped with high-bypass turbofan. It's a jet engine. This engine is, in essence, in essence it's a, a jet-powered fan that's designed for maximum fuel efficiency. Over 80% of the air that passes through um, the, the high-bypass turbofan jet engine is non-combusted. Again, it's a jet-powered fan. It's a fan. So thus, by its very design, the high-bypass turbofan jet engine is nearly incapable of producing any true condensation trail, except like maybe under extreme, most rare and extreme of circumstances. You can't turn condensation on and off. And if you look at the skies, they turn them on and off. That's how you know it's not condensation. How do you turn the con- that's I mentioned that briefly a little bit yesterday. So I you know I won't go but you can't turn the condensation on and off. You have an you know you, you clearly see it ends at a certain spot. Either they run out of whatever they're spraying or whatever. But that's their official narrative. But that's a big lie. That's that's the biggest lie. Cuz it's not. And and even if we just didn't look at just the um you know the, the things that they're putting in the atmosphere. They're, geoengineering incorporates many different things. Um, you, you know they're, they're doing many different activities all at the same time, and that's what's so. Um, you, you, you know when you were in science class, you, you didn't get together and like, okay, I'm going to do this experiment over here, and you kind of stand right beside me, and we'll do the same. You know, you, so we can get it done at the same time. That didn't. You didn't do that. Why? Because of chemical reactions. Because, you know, certain elements are reactive with other elements. You didn't do that. That's what they're doing, though. That's what I mean, happening. Beijing right now, we kicked off the show talking about they, they're blasting those iodide sticks over Beijing, and then it snowed for three straight days and closed down the 12 main roads and highways around the thing. I mean, and then yesterday we were talking about, oh, um, before they had what what the Olympics or there's a uh, yeah, uh, 2008 Olympic Games, they used seeding in order to avoid a rainout, having having it be a rainout. So they are and it's a huge thing like um, they believe they've got 35,000 people in China dedicated to water, weather modification, climate geoengineering right now. I mean, this happens if it's arid in Beijing, they shoot silver iodide rockets, same things that Bulgaria uses into the sky where it rains desired and it rains almost immediately. A couple inches. Choo, 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 choo. Thailand has a royal rainmaking project. If farmers, you know, there's the rainy season in Southeast Asia where it rains the whole time and then it's dry. So if it's super droughty, the king of Thailand 
resolved to do it, and they do artificial rainmaking, a.k.a. cloud seeding. They literally have blew the Department of Royal Rainmaking and Agricultural Aviation in Thailand right now. It's been going on for 21 years. Right, right. Jordan got permission, the country of Jordan and the Middle East. So this is going on right now in every continent. And why should we be worried? Because everything's connected. Everything's downwind. India is like, what the hell's going on with China? Um, and they think that it's, 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 it, they're stealing rain. So there's political strife with the neighbors of Thailand and China. They accuse each other of stealing rain using cloud, season, cloud seeding. Because you can dissolve the whole cloud, right? And then, and then, you know, they're trying to brighten the cloud. So I didn't know, like, the brighter the cloud, I guess, is the more reflective. So it's happening in Australia with the Great Barrier Reef. Um, and again, if they're doing this at the equator, up in the stratosphere, um, right. this is for several years of... You know, yeah. salts, the silver iodide we've mentioned a lot of times, they use potassium iodide. They use liquid freaking propane. Um, <laughs> they use, the, you know, Hughes Aircraft in 1991 has a patent where they shoot metal oxide particles, very small, 10 to 100 micron. And this is going to be a great segue, Blue, for you to go into the human health stuff. Um, they see the stratosphere in this patent with Welsh box seeding, small 10 to 100 micron Metal oxide particles made from thorium dioxide and aluminum dioxide. And what's right. the purpose of that? To reduce atmospheric warning due to the, the greenhouse effect. Um, right. Meanwhile, that stuff's going to be up there 7 to 13 kilometers. Shooting those tiny medical particles. What's that do to the human lung when it lands? Because that's not going to dissolve a metal particle, is it? It's metal? But what, what we're talking about in, in regards to the aluminum they're nanoparticles. So we're talking smaller than a virus. I mean, smaller than a bacteria. It's virus size. Okay? So remember the mask and, you know, the mask wouldn't help you because the virus can go right through it. It's the same thing with aluminum because they're nanoparticle sized. And they are, the thing is that, Okay, you know, for a long time they told us, okay, well, the high levels, I know, and I was, I was in on it too. I thought, you know, oh, we've got so much aluminum in our deodorants that we should stop using, you know, the, the deodorants with aluminum because that's what's causing, something is causing, and, and, it's, and it's a scientific, I believe it's a fact now that, you know, there's high levels of aluminum plaques. Um, in the brains of the Alzheimer's patients when they, when they die and they've, you know, done their experiments on the brain but that's not the only thing autism is another one um any of the neurodegenerative diseases dementia so what happens is when you have a particle that's so small it can cross your brain has the the protective membrane the the blood brain barrier which can keep toxic things from entering the brain but what if they're so small they can go through it just like the mask that's what's happening. We're getting aluminum in our bodies, and we can't stop it from going to the brain. Okay? Well, here's the other part. Aluminum is reactive with water. And what does our body have? We have a lot of water in it. So this aluminum in our bodies, the, the heavy metals in our body, makes us reactive. 
So when we're getting our signals from our cell phones, when we're getting the microwaves, when we go outside or any other places, it is causing disturbances within within our bodies. And I tend to believe, I, it's just a theory, but I believe that that's because the plaques that are found from the Alzheimer's patients, it looks like somebody has just sprinkled little um, particles of aluminum in the brain. And they form together, you know, they, they, they come together. Well, aluminum has to have something to react to to, to, to to stick to it. So there's something going on. But these plaques are being caused in the brain, and that's what's shutting off part of the the brain, you know. And it, it's literally, you know, like I mentioned yesterday, you, you sometimes you go outside and you start feeling like, oh, man, it's just so hot. Well, yeah, you're getting reflective you're getting, you know, the skies have aluminum in it. And you're getting, you're getting the reflective sun. That's, that's what we're not. It's not just because you're getting older and you feel it more. No, you know, there's, there's, there's things that are going on that must be accounted for. We must know how much. This, I just suspect there's, I mean, probably millions of tons, because you see this, you see the skies every day now, filled. And I know yeah, if I see it over my house in a little checkerboard pattern, I know that it's probably like that in most areas, <laughs> you know. Um, so you've got that. And, and then also that's how it helps disperse it because even the cell towers, those huge cell towers aren't just um, there just to, so that you can receive your, your cell service. When those microwaves go out to it, it's interacting with the particles that are in the air, causing them to be more dispersed and reflective and different things too so you're i mean this is having an effect on on everything but the humans is the biggest thing because we're seeing such a high incidence of um of you know it's uh how about this i mean it's going on right now in every continent it's been going on for decades i mean they first started the rain seeding project in thailand or um you know, when, when they weren't growing crops during the opposite of the rainy season in 1969, how about this July, one of the uh, the seminal moments in this whole global history of geoengineering is January 2011, when a ton of newspapers all reported that scientists in Abu Dhabi, in the capital of the, that's the capital of the United Arab Emirates, had created over 50 artificial rainstorms. Between July and August 2010, so July and August—that's 60 days. So they record they they made 50 to uh, 50 rainstorms in 60 days. So ironically, more powerful than flooding a country or causing drought, starvation, and mass famine in a two-month period. What could be and the and the best part, Blue, is there's a mushroom cloud when you drop a nuclear bomb. There's no evidence if you're flying a drone or something like. And that's the thing. You can soup up just a basic of uh, uh, seven thirty seven. Like you could just soup up a regular passenger aircraft. Um, so you could be just a little bitty third world country and still have this technology at your disposal. Right. Well, and what's what's it also in Dubai is our it used to be the fifth fleet, but now I think it's like the seventh fleet or whatever. Our navy. We have a huge base in Dubai. <laughs> I mean, so those very well could have been, you know. Um, here, we'll help you out kind of thing. I mean, I don't know why we have bases all over the world still, but um, that's a whole other topic, you know. I've, I've it, done I was just shocked how long it's 
it's it's been going on like in the Rocky Mountains and the in the Sierra Nevada range since the 1950s. We mentioned General Electric. Um, the guy did the first successful test in New Hampshire in the world. Supposedly, they ran a five-year study um, in conjunction with the U.S. Air Force called Project Cirrus, where they were trying to create snowstorms and seed hurricanes by using silver iodide, the same stuff Bulgaria and China are shooting into the sky to you know, make the hill stone smaller, um, mm-hmm. or make it rain. Right. It's, it's just, um, it's, it's just bad news all the way around. And I venture to say that, you know, even talking about the health stuff, one more point on that is the allergies. If you have something that's keeping the, the cloud cover low, and you have a haze or something, you know, that it blankets the sky. Then when we have the pollen and the stuff that falls from the trees, and typically what should happen is that stuff should blow out pretty quickly. You know, not hover down on by the earth's surface. And we're seeing it. We're seeing people's allergies go through the roof each and every year. And also because, you know, the trees are covered with the stuff too. And um, so uh, you're... I venture to say that's why many people's the allergies. Um, we've seen way more allergies, tree pollens and grasses and different things, things that I never used to be bothered by um, now bother me. And I've lived in Texas pretty much most of my life. So it, <laughs> it's it, something it, it, to think about. It's shocking how many how many countries are shooting stuff up into – up into the air, um, like the United Arab Emirates, they said since the 2000s, they've been trying to increase rainfall by 15 to 30%. What are they using? Small little micron particles of potassium chloride, sodium chloride, magnesium, other materials. U.S. National Library of Medicine says, you know, this silver iodide that they're shooting up into the sky, hey, it's there's no known ill effects, however, people's hands remain yellow for weeks after touching it. Like, yeah, there's no effects, but your hands just remain even if you're using lava soap or Yeah, we we haven't studied else. the long term effects yet either. Your right hands have never turned yellow after eating a cucumber or something, it's totally normal. So then, then other things like Saudi Arabia, they did it, and it, 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 there was just disastrous consequences. Imagine if they hold the button down for too long or they load it up or the you know the jet stream streams up and all of a sudden they've got these particles that are up there for weeks months or years that's the thing folks it's weeks months or there's the dry ice technique but if they're using aerosols and they're using um some of these chemicals silver iodide some of this stuff stays up there for a while so the city of Jeddah in western saudi arabia in 2009 there were so many floods uh, uh, flood damage, 100 people died because they didn't have the drainage system to handle that much water in the middle of the desert. Gee, who would have imagined? And what did that do to the plant life? What did that do? Did the mosquito population go up or down? The right. bug population, and that's the whole thing, is people don't realize, like, when they're messing with the amount of plankton, where it's an insane amount of um, uh, creatures in the sea that survive about with with, with plankton. So, Whatever it is, whether it goes up or down, if all of a sudden there's triple the amount of plankton, well, maybe the fish that, like, have the biggest appetites all of a sudden become the kings of the sea. You know what I mean? Or all the fish are, like, 20% bigger, so it's only – there's there's less 
quantity and just more who, who knows the whole point well, is this the butterfly effect like one little flap like the when the simpsons used to be good i don't know if you ever saw that halloween uh episode it's awesome no i haven't right well no. and the thing you know like this year the the heat dome and you know my sage bushes didn't get as tall as they normally do and they're usually filled with honeybees i mean i have a bunch of them in the front uh, planted and it's specifically for my honeybees it's the you know but I haven't seen any bees this year. Why? Because my plants didn't grow very tall because there's no flowers because it's too hot and not, you know, um, you can't keep them watered enough. Um, and so, you know, I don't know who said it, but they said that we have about four years after the demise of bees left on earth um, because you won't have the pollinators. You won't have all these other, you know, um, like you were saying, the butterfly effect, you won't have the bees around anymore. So uh, all of these things are having a, you know, it's having a drastic effect on all of human life, you know, uh, human and bug life and the environment, you know, they are, they're playing with nature. They're, that's what they're doing. The funniest thing is the Wikipedia page, like, if you like <laughs> getting gaslit, folks, like, you'll love reading um, the geoengineering climate, because they list like a million different techniques and, and specific examples with links. And then they're like, weather modification along with climate engineering is a recurring theme in ex conspiracy theories. Oh, by the way, here's like a million different examples. Like, I'm like, how can you say it's a conspiracy when there's literally it's going on right now in every continent since the 1940s and 50s from little, little towns I've never heard of in Louisiana to Saudi Arabia, and you can just see, like, the unintended consequences. So what is that doing right now? Um, and, and you look like last summer was the third rainiest summer in Austin. It only hit 100 degrees. Did something happen? And then all of a sudden this summer, it's the hottest May, June, and July ever. Was that – who knows what's going on? But it's like when you look at what you could do at the the poles, like Antarctica, no one's monitoring – what's going right. on down there and and right. what that does with the, you know the arctic ice and the methane gas or it's just terrifying like you said uh yesterday that really was poignant and hit home as far as next to nuclear war i'm like yeah but if it's if it's irreversible and permanent i mean right. chernobyl and you know nagasaki and hiroshima those you know you have the radiation and everything for decades that's really bad but like if it's the stratosphere or whatever, that might be just a permanent change as, but, as far but, as the ecosystem. That's the whole thing. Like I, if, I absolutely if the sun doesn't shine for years, what's that going to do? What if the whole fish population, what if what if humans can't eat seafood because <laughs> the fish population just got decimated by 85%? Oh, I got a couple things to say now. Um, speaking of the fish population, I think this is um, something that I learned along the way on one of the uh, – I visited a fish hatchery here in Texas um, probably about five years ago. And, you know, I'm like, okay, so where do you take the fish? You know, we take them to all the lakes. And, you know, I saw the little breeding grounds. They have all the little different stations and, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, so uh, what percentage do you, is, is it controlled, the fish? And he goes, 100. And I said, in the lakes in Texas. You're telling me a hundred 
90% of the fish are controlled. And he goes, yes. And I was like. Because all the lakes oh. are fake. They're all fake. All they're, the they're fish all are, reservoirs. are put That's in like there. People... We, I mean, trout can't live in Texas. They bring them in and, you know, <laughs> put them in the lakes in the, in the winter. They die off in the, you know, the ones that don't get fish. They, you know, caught. They, they, they die off. And, and and so they're able to control. They, they're controlling. Uh, it's like Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma has a huge fishing fishing thing, but like there's a couple natural lakes up near the Ozarks and Tulsa, up in the upper right hand corner. But all the ones around Oklahoma City are fake lakes. Right. And the and, Red and, River hardly, and the re- rivers that run through Oklahoma are just the slowest current. It's just muddy brown. Well, and I told that story to someone down at the coast, the Texas coast, and I'm like, well, you know, the, the, the lakes are controlled. And he goes, well, it's controlled here, too. I go, what do you mean? He goes, all the bay areas, they come and drop the fish off. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I had no idea, <laughs> you know. And he's like, yeah, they control most of it. He says, you know, in the ocean part, when you get out to, you know, the deep sea fishing, that's not so much controlled as it is all around the coast in the bay areas. I mean, it's just, it's just hilarious. Again, um, folks, I'm going to have a link to the Air Force report. I'm going to have a link to um, the Wikipedia pages for weather modification and geoengineering. And again, like you're talking about the awareness, how a lot of people don't know. And in 2012, a couple countries, including the UK and the US, they did a study with citizens. Hey, have you ever heard of geoengineering? Um, it was less than 20% of people have ever heard of it. And then when they told them, oh, well, here's what it is, it was like 95% of people are like, hell no, that's like some Frankenstein stuff. We we don't want that. They're like, how about these four ideas? Instead, let's try and change the way we live. Let's just not do it at all. But th- you know that's the whole doing? thing is please share this podcast. I'm going to have a ton of links. All this stuff is backed up, folks. And and you're looking here on the Wikipedia page for weather modification. It's like the Alberta Hair Pro- uh, Hail Project, the Beijing Weather Modification Office. Oh, chemtrail conspiracy theory. Like, you just had two bullets talking about them shooting stuff into the sky to manipulate the weather. Then you say it's a conspiracy theory? How? Teddy, Teddy, it's they're conditioning the children as well because um, at least two cartoon movies that I know of, Over the Hedge and the Cars movie, both put trails in the sky in the cartoon. I mean, there's ca- there's trails in the sky in <laughs> in the movie. I mean, it's just like, it, oh, it's just in the background. So they're conditioning even the children to accept that that's real. You know, and I know photographers that, you know, moved here, you know, years ago because we had such blue skies. And we don't anymore. You can hardly take a photo without getting a, getting a trail in the sky, you know. Um, you know, so um, it's it's. Um, it's bad. It's you know they're like I said they're conditioning even the children to accept it by including it in the their movies. Wow, and it's funny you mentioned movies because the number three trending topic on Twitter last night was the Jordan Peele um, movie Nope. I saw the trailer before Top Gun Maverick, and the uh, um, cinematography looked awesome. It looked like it was going to be some sort of Close Encounters of the Third Kind um, in IMAX, and then I've read some of the reviews and they're just like. Nope, it's a mess. It's, like, got really cool um, footage, but it's, like, eight ideas that don't go anywhere. But it's hilarious because it's all about a cloud. I don't know. You saw Top Gun Maverick. Did they show the trailer? Did you see the trailer for that movie before? I, I don't I don't remember that one. Okay. It was it, whatever. It's a giant cloud. So hopefully 
this movie, even though it's not getting the best reviews ever, uh, will have people looking up at the sky and wondering, like, what is that up there? Right. It's sort of ironic that you're on the show yesterday and today, and that was the debut was last night of the show. Right. And it's the most most about movie because he had a couple good ones. So, right. yeah, folks, like, it, you just look like pr- the, the U.S. government from 1962 to 1983 ran Project Storm Fury. Um, what was that? An attempt to weaken tropo- tropical cyclones by flying aircraft into them and then seeding them with silver iodide, <laughs> the same chemical used by Bulgaria and China and Russia and all these people all over. What does the silver iodide do? It would cause super co- cooled water in the storm to freeze which disrupts the inner structure of the hurricane and breaks it apart. So they started, they've seeded several Atlantic hurricanes from 1962 to 1983. So like every action, what is it? The second law of thermodynamics or whatever. I wasn't the best at science or physics, but like every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So hold on. You're trying to super cool the water to stop the hurricane. Um, I don't know. It's just interesting that they were doing this for 20 years. Um, Based on this random hypothesis of the artificial creation of ice crystals, it's just... Right. It's just bonkers where when you think about when they're shooting this aerosol, I think it's 6.8 miles at the poles and 11 miles at the equator, or maybe vice versa. One place you have to go lower, one place higher. But, yeah, that stuff, the aluminum, sodium, these are oxides, little microns. They're floating up in the sky, reflecting, either reflecting the sun back, making it darker, whatever, manipulating the thing for several years. Like, that should be terrifying to everybody from a crop perspective, from a clean water perspective. Um, well, and, and you ask, and, you know, some people might be thinking, why now? You know, well, we did have um, President Trump in, and he did not go in with the the Paris Climate Agreement. Although I think there was probably 100 cities, major cities in the U.S. that still continue to to go forward with their agenda for the, you know, while he was in uh, his presidency. But now, what did Biden do? Like the, it was the first or second day that he was in office, he went and signed on to the Paris Agreement. And so this all ties into that, the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset. So this is this is when, when we see it this summer, that's why everything is ramped up as high as it is, because he's got to get us to where, uh, you know, where they, they're four years behind. You know, the U.S. is four years behind. I do believe that, um, you know, and as many times as Trump said it, you know, it, he, you know, it, it kind of denied climate change because he knows that it, it it's they're doing it you know <laughs> he had to have been privy to that information that you know it, it's being conducted on large scales across the globe and he could prevent some other things from going on and we did see a lot less um you, you know i've been watching these things for years i did see clouds i did see this the, the spray in the sky but it was nothing like what we're seeing right now. Nothing. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it's really ramped up, especially the last probably year. It's really since he's been in office and the program's on full speed ahead. 
It's fascinating. Like uh, the UK government, 1949 to 1952, had a project Cumulus jokingly called internally Operation Witch Doctor. So it was going on for three (laughs) years, Blue. And and all of a sudden, um, in the town of Linmouth, nine inches of rain fell within 24 hours, August 16th, 1952. They got 250 times, 250 times the normal August rainfall in one month. What are, what are, what's the six Sigma or the Sigma um, chances of that? Like you have one month in the summer when you get 250 times. So gee, (laughs) the Royal Air Force denies it ever happened and they shut down the program like that same year. Like, Oh, I'm sure that's not, not related at all. So they, they, they dubbed that a, a conspiracy theory. Why? Because, 90 million tons of water swept through the valley. The the river rose rapidly, burst its banks. 34 people died. Every building and bridge damaged. And then and then and then it shuts down that same year. Hmm. Right. Interesting. Right. Right. It's um it's something that I hope that people take seriously. They start sounding the alarm, finding out information, sharing this information, sharing your podcast. Um, and I'll even go on to say I don't even know how we could get it to them, but I've got about um, ten um, brochures that I've just recently received from the geoengineeringwatch.org, and they're just short little pamphlets. But if anybody is interested in receiving one of those, they, you know, DM you or contact you, um, or even uh, send a message on one of your podcasts at the bottom, and if you could somehow get. I'll send them out to them. I, I don't want anything for it. I just want the information out there. I, that's it, this is it, this means so much to me to try to um, save the nature that I love. I want to go back on the hiking trails. I want to go. I want this this planet. I want it. You know. I it, um, I want things to survive. And what I see them doing at the rate that they're doing right now is it's not going to. And that scares the hell out of me. I mean, you know, uh, the fact that so many people are going to be blindsided. Yeah, no one knows what's going on, really. I was completely um, clueless about all this stuff literally just uh, 72 hours ago. And you and you were telling me, I'm like, yeah, 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 chemtrails, clouds, like, whatever. I'm like, oh, my God. And it's, it's, I've probably read, you know, six, seven, eight hours of stuff, and it's all – backed up but it's it's these are projects that have been going on like i can't believe like the the since the 1940s and they just talk about hey humans have wanted to manipulate the weather and change for centuries like just imagine just from a just 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 to control the the heat or the coolness and and the precipitation and the moisture i mean you could literally the weakest country could be you know defeat their enemy by flooding it or drought or or doing drought which causes starvation and famine. So just imagine how what China's trying to do if they're, you know, manipulating they got thirty five thousand people um, from a military perspective, how they could weaponize it the technology. Well and the the silencing of the the scientists that try to um come forward with with any evidence against it is just that's I mean, that's enough for me to go, you know, what's, why? You know, that that's the big part is because they only allow certain people to talk about this on the national level. And if you if you do and, you know, <laughs> you know, there's ramifications. I, there's, 
you know, I I know of one person that was on Twitter yesterday that that retweeted your um, thing, and boom, they're gone, you know. <laughs> I don't know if it was because of my name or because of the word engineering, but he mess- he sent me an email last night and said, I'm I'm suspended. I'm done. I'm you know. And he said he got two two or three flags on that. You know, he retweeted it twice, and I think he got and then he got completely you know shut down. So, I mean, there's people who are on my app and they report me if there's any little tiny thing. I think they just report every tweet and just see if it if it if based on volume because I think the censorship's gotten even worse. And then it was like. They tried to ramp it up like, all right, Elon's going to take over in October, and now they're like, oh, we have Twitter back, and now we're just going to clean house and get rid of anyone that right. we don't want. It's really, really bad from a shadow banning perspective, from a just straight-up suspension perspective. Um, I know they're not going to want this because think about how many people in Joe Biden's administration are from, from Biden to Mayor Pete to supposedly he's going to declare. You know, Usually they drop the worst news about everything about COVID or whatever right around now, like 5.30 on a Friday, right before exactly, everything goes right. on weekend or three-day weekend. Um, but if they wanted to, it's like, wouldn't Beto want the grid to fail for two days if he thought he could get elected with the grid? Like these people okay. would take – it's right. like the arsonists with, the, with lighting wildfires in California. If they could manipulate the sky and create – drought or a heat dome would they utilize the super woke u.s military to do that for a summer just to make it seem like we're facing this apocalyptic doomsday doomsday scenario and then have their buddies in the media just like they did with trump just like they did with in russia the russia hoax um and the the steel dossier just like they did with the vax and fauci and the mass and the lockdown and covid what, and, that, and supposedly, I don't know if you saw the Project Veritas thing, that's their next big thing, CNN, like their 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 macro mission, and, the, and this is for the news media and the Democrats, is climate change. And like we've talked about earlier, that is a cover to accelerate the Great Reset. I think you said earlier they're four years behind. Maybe the COVID didn't um, accelerate as much as they want to, but like Russell Brand's dropping truth bombs about it. Look at the Dutch, you know, the Dutch farmers. They right. are, they, they're, they, look what happened in Sri Lanka where they're Sri saying, Lanka, right. okay, you have to sign this ESG thing that you'll be 99% off for ESG, but your farmers can't use chemical or, or fertilizer. So by the way, and Tucker was talking about it too, if you can't use fertilizer, well, 90% of the crops aren't going to grow. Um, and so you only have 10% of the crops, then inflation, you have scarcity, there's no rice, there's no wheat, there's no corn. And so if that's what they want to do from depopulation well, to. And and also, I mean, people, and I've never been one to, you know, tell people to prepare, but, um, you know, except for, you know, unusual circumstances, you know, a couple weeks here or there, but. I've been from, you know, I've driven many trips this summer um, going from Dallas to, uh, I mean, Austin to Dallas, and there's no corn. There's none. I mean, it is it is bleak. I mean, it is bad. I was like, whoa, this, it's, it's all the corn fields are brown. All the fields are brown. There's not anything growing right now in Texas because we've had too many days without rain and just extreme heat. I mean, I've never, ever seen it that way. I've never seen uh, seen it look like that. And at first I was like, oh, well, maybe they've already harvested the crop. And then I'm like, 
no, that isn't even grown. It's not even where it should be. I'm like, oh, it, it turned brown before, you know, it started growing, and then it, you, you can tell it just, and this is, this is for miles, hundreds of miles, you know, all around. And, and um, I've made several trips and um, even took back roads sometimes just to kind of get away from the traffic on 35. And it's the same everywhere. It's the same all throughout um, Texas that I've seen. And so people do need to um, do prepare, I mean, for maybe possibly water shortages, for food uh, shortages. People need to... Well, they're talking bread. To give you an example, like uh, hard red winter wheat is one of those huge grain commodities grown in the Midwest. Um, You know, soft wheat is low in protein. That's like donuts, cakes, pastries. Hard red winter wheat is like... um, is 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 high in bread. It's protein, um, a higher content of protein and hard baked goods. So right. it's at a insane amount. Um, um, and then it, also, you know, they're projecting I... the the prices climbed five hundred and twenty or no, hold on, five dollars and uh, twenty four cents USD to seven thirty. Okay, maybe it's the it's, it looks like it's the highest in a decade. And they think it's just going to get worse. And then, oh, by the way, you have to tack on the shipping now. Like, I just right. saw, like, the amount of price yeah. for diesel fuel to just ship broccoli to. Well, and and also, once they lift this heat dome, um, and it's all at their hands, um, it, we're, we're approaching hurricane season as well. So anybody in the coastal regions of, you know, um, the south, southeast, um, or on the east coast, they should also be prepared for a very turbulent um, hurricane season, just based on the fact that the temperatures have increased um, so much, and it's going to increase the water temperature. So those storms, um, if they do get to the coastal areas, they're going to heat up very rapidly. And then, of course, we've got the the geoengineers, people that can, you know, they can, they they have their ways of increasing the hurricanes. I do believe those are coming next. And so we're going to have – I think this is, what the, this is their plan. They're going to – okay, we had months and months with no rain no and extreme heat. And then pretty soon I'm, – I'm just guessing, but I'm pretty soon I think we're going to have nothing but flooding. And it's going to wash everything. I mean, flooding. And, it, and it, it's unimaginable right now. But I I do believe it's coming. I think that this is their way of telling people, hey, we – how can you explain this now? This is climate change. You know, you can't deny it because you lived through this heat and now you're living through floods. So this is their way of telling people we have to do these things. And um, they're going to get a lot of people to accept it because they don't know any different. They're going to want it to stop. That's If yep. you get enough people angry, you know, at something, just like the, the, the last Uvalde shooting, people are, just make it stop. They don't care about um, losing their rights anymore. They just want this to stop. And when people get desperate and at that point, that's when you're like, whoa, that's exactly what they want. They want people to give up. Oh, you know, I think there's going to be backlash uh, like Sri Lanka across Europe, uh, certainly maybe maybe here. But um, um, folks, it's Friday, July 22nd. Right around 422, matching up the 22s. You're listening to the Teddy Roosevelt Show. You can go to teddybroosevelt.substack.com to get links 
Um, I took a ton of notes for this uh, show. So every single thing pretty much that we've touched upon is going to have a link. And also a lot of this stuff is straight up on Wikipedia page and they're pretty biased towards um, liberal stuff and promoting the Democrat agenda. And that's the funniest thing is there's so many examples, dozens of examples. And then they're like, oh, here's the conspiracy theory that most scientists <laughs> dismiss. So we were talking yesterday about, um, and by the way, we're streaming Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, and I didn't get to do the iHeart um, Radio link. So are you still willing to uh, answer any questions and comments, uh, Blue, on the Substack? Absolutely, I will. And like I said, I still stand by the offer that um, I have a booklet available. If anybody wants to reach out to you, I can get that to you free of charge. I'll pay for the ship, I mean, the postage stamp. I just want to get the information out. Um, and But otherwise, if you need to look up more information, you can go to geoengineeringwatch.org. They have tons of information there. Um, another um, author that has a book, Clyde Lewis, he has the Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis show. I've learned a lot from his radio show through the years, and he has a book, Geo- Geoengineering the Apocalypse, the truth about chemtrails and climate change. It's an excellent resource for anybody that um, wants to dive a little bit into it. Um, it's kind of a – he put it out several years ago, but it's it's a good resource um, as well. But I, I appreciate you giving me the time, and I've thoroughly enjoyed this, uh, Teddy, and maybe we'll do this sometime again in the future. We might have to because I still have a ton of um, questions about what the hell's going on. And, you know, there's been laws proposed in the House and the Senate here in the United States in 2005 and 2007 to set up a government agency specifically dealing with it. There's been um, at the United Nations in 1976. And that's the thing. It's been like from the guy who seeded the cloud um, in the Berkshire Mountains in New Hampshire with dry ice and made it snow, 0.75 inches. That was a huge, everyone was like, that was like, I don't know, cloning an animal or implanting a pig heart in somebody. Like, everyone's like, oh my God, he changed the weather. And so it, is, it, it did an explosion of research, but then you have examples of, oh my God, we tried to make it snow in China and it snowed for three straight days and closed down all the roads and highways and people starved and they couldn't go anywhere. Or Saudi Arabia, oh my God, we made it flood um, you know, uh, uh, and, and, and 100 people died because there was no drainage. Or the U.K. government, like, whoops, 1952, we just made a flood 250 times the amount in 48 hours. Whoops, sorry, guys. Sorry that all your houses and buildings got destroyed. So you consider that's been going on for 70 years. And now there's – that was pre before satellites. So – you know, is everyone watching every other country and what aircraft and spacecraft they're shooting into the sky that are orbiting uh, uh, various frequencies? No, uh, they're 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 not. Um, so and, and this technology is so much more advanced than more advanced. That's a big thing. It's seventy years of advancements. Right, and so they've you know they have planes that can specifically or. Uh, aerial vehicles, I guess, you know, that uh, they can go fly directly into the ionosphere and, you know, and without being even seen, you know, self-like. So 
the only thing that's ever been signed really is the Environmental Modification Convention took place in Geneva, Switzerland. Um, a bunch of countries signed it in May 1977, and it went into effect May 1978. It bans weather warfare. That's, it doesn't US, ban weather modification. It bans weather warfare. But the U.S. didn't sign it, did they? Um, where's the list of... Uh, no, like Russians, but it was only to use it if you're going to attack or destroy somebody. So everyone's like, yeah, I'll sign it. We're not going to destroy anything. Yeah, U.S. signed it. Russia signed it. Everyone, oh, okay. all the major there was an, signed there's it. There's another one that, that more recently that the U.N. was proposing, and all these countries are like, we need something over this now. And the U.S. is like, oh, we're not part of that club, so we're not going to sign it. And it was no, like, I mean, everyone signed this one, but it was because it was saying, "Oh, we won't manipulate the weather to cause destruction and damage of another of, a, of an <laughs> no, enemy." No, we wouldn't do that. <laughs> but they, but they didn't. They didn't even. They they rejected the clause. They're like, "All right, how about using herbicides and warfare, Agent Orange and stuff?" And they're like, "Nah, no one's signing that." So they left that out. They're like, "We'll look at that on a case by case basis. We're not going to sign it." They tried to have some sort of. Convention on Biological Diversity in 2010, which was going to ban some forms of it. No one wanted to sign that one. So, no, and only 48 countries. Um, no, as of January 2018, 78 countries. But again, it's, oh, you won't change the clouds, um, uh, you know, to defeat your, your arch enemy. So right. it's, it's nothing. It's nothing. You're, well, you're, everyone's and, and, still modifying the, country, the climate. Well, and for all the, the people that are still skeptics, I, I take you back to why would people, okay, somebody was like, why would they be doing this to destroy the earth of themselves? Well, maybe that's not their intention. Just like when the Industrial Age happened and they created a new tool to help um, turn the crops and the harvesters that were brought out right before the Dust Bowl. Why was the Dust Bowl created? It was because of a new invention. That's what caused everybody got out there and started mechanically uh, tilling the earth and doing all these things mechanically. And they're all out there 12, 14, 16 hours a day. They, it was the, the modern machinery that created the Dust Bowl. That's what happened. It was modern machinery. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And they didn't they didn't rotate the crops. They didn't rotate right. the crops so the fertilizer, it was all wheat and if they and then it, it took all the right. nutrients out of the soil. Right. It was it intentional? No. No. Everybody was, was thrilled to do this. You know, so that's what I'm saying. It's not you know but I think what's happened now is they've gone beyond how they can get their way out of this without making this huge narrative of climate change. And they're blaming it all on the people, which, yet we have no access to go fly a plane up in the sky and put, you know, <laughs> heavy metals in the sky. So um, that's that's the huge elephant in the sky. That's it. It's It's crazy how it's, you know, being embraced by governments around the world. They've been doing it for, for seven or eight decades. Um it's actively happening in China, Russia, the uh, the military consequences uh, for the future of the earth with the ecosystem. One thing leads to another with it's affecting birds, bugs, uh, phytoplankton in the ocean. Um, it you're, you're talking enormous ramifications. So um, I'm going to have a lot of links, like I said, folks, to everything on here. We're going to keep researching this because I really think this is going to be a, a – 
Um, the timing, again, blue. That's why this was the number one. Yesterday was the number one, and this is going to be one of the number one most listened to episodes in Teddy Roosevelt history. You're going to have one number one and two going into the weekend, I bet. <laughs> well, hopefully. I, I just it's your get star power. I'm... It's your na- the name recognition and star no, power. No, it's, it's, I think it's the topic. I think people are hungry for information. Um, no, everyone wants and... to know where you were and what you've been up to. <laughs> well, that too, but... <laughs> and, and you just tied, uh, by the way, you've tied today the most guest appearances in Teddy Roosevelt history with <laughs> Austin Iconoclast, Carnivore, K-pop recording sensation Brad Swale, who hosted four tremendously entertaining hours on KLBJ this morning. I got to give a huge shout out to Brad. I've been on his podcast probably 80 times, I think, was co-hosting it before. And uh, so you're... An illustrious company, Blue. You you just tied the guest appearance record with Brad, the temporary fill-in host when Todd and Don are on their summer vacation. So congratulations. I, I, I appreciate you giving me the time. It's it's a very important topic to me, Teddy, and I I look forward to making. Thank you. I was you you awoken me. Is that is that can we use that word? I don't know. You I you opened my eyes. <laughs> I had no idea. And, and I red pilled you. Like you said, <laughs> The timing is impeccable because I have dedicated um, the month of July to um, the Green New Nightmare. It's all tied in with a Green New Reset. It doesn't make any scientific sense. Just look at wind turbines, folks. The fact that they only have a 20-year lifespan, um, you got to replace a whole field. Um, You know, the United States, 75,000 wind turbines right now. If you've driven through... Kansas lately, Wyoming, Oklahoma, it's disgusting the blight on the landscape and the and the lack of birds and just how bad it is for the environment. You gotta replace those bad boys five times um in a hundred years, every twenty years. And I'm sure you've driven by like those things are hundred twenty five feet long, diesel trucks. That's a whole other topic, Blue. I try to try to keep them under seventy five minutes and I just had coffee, like I said, for the first time and uh, I don't know if I told the audience. <laughs> I had coffee for the first time in 35 days today, and I'm just uh, running a million miles an hour. So I apologize for the tangents. Hopefully we stayed. I think we pretty much stayed on point. It was all about geoengineering, weather modification, and the fact that it's going on right now, folks. So, again, episode 15, Blue, it's an honor and a privilege. You can tell your friends, teddybroosevelt.substack.com. That's where you want to go if you're streaming this to get all the links to all the proof Spread the word, folks. Tell people what's going on. Share the podcast. Share the link. Have a great weekend. Teddy will be back with another show in the next 48 to 72 hours. Do you want to say goodbye to the audience, Blue? Thanks. Thanks for giving me the time, Teddy. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much for breaking off the time. Have a wonderful weekend, folks. We'll see you tomorrow, Sunday or Monday. Take care. Bye. Bye.